we pray, Lord? Jesus, teach us to pray. How do we pray? How do we, how do we talk to God? How do we pray? Jesus comes around, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. He says, you want to know how to pray? I'm going to show you how to connect to heaven. Watch this. Our Father, who art, hallowed be thy name, which means thy name should be worshipped, adored, revered, lifted high. Then, arguably one of the most outrageous lines in the prayer. Thine kingdom, your will be done after I die. No. On earth, as it is, Jesus looked at the disciples and said, y'all realize that y'all have the power to bring heaven down to earth? You missed it. What's in heaven right now? Give me some values, elements, realities. Love, hope, power, victory, healing, salvation, you name it. All the good things, all the good virtues are in heaven. Jesus said, y'all don't need to die to bring that stuff down. If you pray in my name, whatever is in heaven can invade your earth. Is there anybody here that has enough faith to believe that this week heaven will invade your family? Anybody here believe that this week heaven will invade your finances? Heaven will invade your health? Heaven will invade your mind, your thoughts, your actions? Through prayer, in Jesus' name, you have the power to bring down what's in heaven. If your earth right now, if your reality is filled with problems, anxiety, depression, fear, devils, demons, legions, principalities, powers of darkness, sin, curses, bondages, chains, if that's your reality, you need to get ready. Because in Jesus' name, after today, heaven is about to take over every element of your life now if you really believe that can you give one shout of praise that will let god know high five your neighbor tell him heaven's about to invade your earth heaven's about to come down on your earth your life is about to be invaded by everything that is in heaven heaven on We kicked off the month of November, Holy Fire Month. Somebody say, Holy Fire. We talked about the fire of God being an igniting force that sanctifies and purifies. Now, we talked about the narrative, and we laid out last week, we began the narrative of Daniel chapter 3, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Three Hebrew boys, once upon a time. There it is. And Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. You know the story. If not, let's digress here a moment. This is a story of Hebrew boys that were taken into Babylonian captivity. Nebuchadnezzar is the king of Babylon. He took the Israelites, the Jewish people, and put them into bondage. But in that group that were held captive by the Babylonians emerged a generation of Hebrew boys that had incredible cognitive bandwidth. These guys had 5G intellect. They were brilliant. They were so brilliant that the king had no other choice but to engage them, utilize them in his administrative governance apparatus. So he brought them up. He gave them positions in his, in his power. Think about that. It's like if you, if you would invade a group of people and then you take them 
captive. And then some of them are so brilliant that you make them part of your government apparatus. Yeah. So that little side note there, by the way, you will always, the moment God has blessed you and gifted you, you will always shine regardless of where life takes you. You're not meant to shine only in Jerusalem. Even if life takes you for a season to Babylon, you have no other choice but to shine in Babylon. <laughs> because the moment God is with you and God is in you and God is for you and God is through you, wherever you go, you will shine. <laughs> so there they are. They were shining in Babylon. And then you know the story. Nebuchadnezzar comes and says, here's the statue. Here, it's all about me. Worship. That's the law, the new law. Everyone has to worship the new idol, the new God, who happens to be, by coincidence, me. And the Hebrew boy said, we will not. We will not. Because our belief system tells us that the only one who is worthy of our worship is the creator of the universe. The only one who will get me to bow is, is the one, the Alpha and the Omega. It's, it's the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph is the one that made a way where there is no way. That's not you. If that's not you, then I can't bow before you. So if you weren't there in the beginning of Genesis chapter 1, I will not bow before you. If you weren't there and you battled with Jacob, I will not bow before you. If you weren't the one that made a way for Moses and the Hebrews to come out of Egypt into the desert, inevitably to the promised land, I will not bow before you. So if you are not that God, I refuse to bow before you. And last week, we confirmed, no, no longer rumors, that in Sacramento, California, we confirmed last week, it's no longer a rumor, we confirm there is a generation that will not bow before the lies of the enemy and the lies of Nebuchadnezzar. Because this narrative of Daniel chapter 3, it's actually about three words, faith, fire, and favor. Everybody repeat after me, faith, faith. fire, fire. Favor. favor. It's faith, fire, and favor. This is the story of what happens when faith goes through the fire, it comes out as favor. And any, did anyone here have a tough time in high school? And if you're still in high school, well, praise the Lord. But if you had a tough with mathematics, if, that, if math was not your strong suit, raise your hand. I'm gonna make, give you a simple equation to redeem it all. Anybody here who failed algebra, raise your hand and confess. Anyone here who believes that trigonometry and calculus are of the devil? Need, you need to repent because math is the language of God. It is always pure and it can never be distorted. So here it is. Let me show you something. Faith plus fire equals favor. Repeat after me. Faith plus fire equals favor. So you need to prepare yourself. If 2023 was a year of fire, if you went through a bunch of fiery furnaces this year, internally, externally, relationally, spiritually, financially, if I were you, I'm not kidding. I would be smiling right about now. Because if you still believe that God is God, if you believe that the God you serve is, if you believe that he still has a plan for your life, if you haven't given up on God and God hasn't given up on you, but you went through fires, put a smile on your face. Because in the name of Jesus, if 2023 was the year of fire, then 2024 will be the year of God's favor. Anybody come in agree? 
Is that for five people in this place? Does anybody need to see, not that you want to, do you need to see the favor of God in your life and in your family and in your circumstances? How many are ready to see all of God's favor show up like you've never seen it before? If you believe it, shout favor. But it begins with faith. What do you believe? What do you believe? Faith becomes favor, of course, last week, when you refuse to bow before the lie. When you don't bow, when you refuse to bow before the lie, your faith becomes favor. It's, it begins with faith, what you believe. What you believe about God. What you believe about Jesus, about the finished work of Christ. What you believe about the Holy Spirit. If you believe the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, if you know that, raise your hand. If you know that you are temple of the Holy Spirit, that you're not a punching bag, that you're no longer a victim, you are more than a conqueror. And you're no longer the byproduct of multi-generational trauma. You are the byproduct of what took place on the cross and the upper room and the resurrection. Anybody hear what I'm talking about? If you and the world is traumatized, the world is all jacked up, the world is full of victims, the church is full of people who are more than conquerors through Christ our Lord. And it's not like we walked in perfect. We walked in with trauma, but we're walking out with a testimony. That's the power of Jesus changing lives. What you believe about the finished work of Christ, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, the authoritative nature of God's Word, what you believe about the gospel, what you believe about your purpose on this planet, what you believe that you are God's workmanship, Ephesians 2.10, created in his image to fulfill his purpose that he ordained beforehand. What you believe will determine what the outcome is on the other side. So I need you to believe good things. I need you to believe what God believes for you. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the lies. Believe everything has declared upon you and your family and your life. You get me? So stop looking yourself in the mirror and go like you. And don't do the religious stuff because I can't stand this. Oh, man, there's people that really want you to convince you that every day you're supposed to wake up and go like, you're a miserable sinner. If only by the grace of God, you're a miserable sinner. You can't call yourself... You were, you used to be a sinner. No, you're a child of God now. You look at yourself in the mirror and go, you, 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 I'm talking to you, 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 you are God's masterpiece. You are created in the image of God. You're not just anything. You're temple of the Holy Spirit. Did you get me, Sam? Did you get me? So act like it, walk like it, live like it, interact like it, occupy God's promises like it. That faith goes through the fire. That faith, that, that Hebrews 11:1 1 faith, Matthew 21, 22 faith, that faith, that Matthew 17 mountain moving faith, that faith, that faith sometimes goes through the fire. It is the fire of Matthew 3, 11 and Acts chapter 2, verse 3. And when it comes out, it comes out, it emerges as the favor of 2 Corinthians 3, 18, the greater glory, Psalm 84, 11. That is the process. But it begins with the acknowledgement that that faith has to go through the fire to come out as favor when it refuses to bow. And now point number two, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're here. Matter of fact, can, April, can I get my Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Can you bring them up here? Is April here? Was she raptured? Did April leave? Coffee break? Can, real quick, can I just, real quick, real quick. You, come here. You, you, you're here, here. Anybody here want to be Shadrach? 
Eat, wouldn't it be Meshach? Abednego? Okay. This is it. You guys look like three Hebrew boys from the south side. No, I'm just saying, just for the purpose of this illustration. So here you are. They were in the, this is what they did. The king comes along and says, all right, so y'all going to bow. We're not going to bow. We're not going to bow. Got that. And then they, they respond. And this is awesome. This is what they respond. They look at the king and they go like, we don't even need to defend ourselves. First of all, you're all talking to the king. You, you all work for me. I'm Nebuchadnezzar. And then you look at me and you go, we don't even need to defend ourselves. We don't need to, but we're going to respond. You go, not only are we not going to bow, but the, you need to know that the God that we serve, and these are three words, and I sense an anointing as I'm about to release this. You want to get three, you want, you want to get the devil, you want to give the devil a migraine and put him on Prozac and Xanax? You want to get the, you want to get him really, really upset? All you need to do is look at every lying devil in front of you and say, you need to know off the bat that the God that I serve is the God that is able. Somebody say, God is able. No, I need you to repeat it till your mind gets it. Say, God is able. Say it again till your spirit gets it. God is able. You need your flesh to get it. God is able. I need you to look at everything that's surrounding you right now and open up your mouth and say, God is able. Dare you? I don't care what medical report you got this past week. Say God is able. Whatever your bank account may look like right now, go ahead, go check your West Fargo Bank of America. Go check your Citigroup account. Go check your SoFi account. I don't care what it says. Does anybody here know that we serve the God? We don't serve any God. We don't serve a, we don't serve the God of the statue. We don't even serve a God that's on the wooden cross permanently hung there. We serve the God that is. Does anybody know that the God we serve is not just any God, but he is the God that is able to rescue you from your fiery furnace to turn your life around? Somebody say, God is able. Say it like you believe it. Say, God is able. God is able. God is able. You can't live a life of faith that triumphs over the furnace until you believe. And not just believe. Hear me for a second. The, the, the Hebrew boys did not just believe in their hearts. They did not look at Nebuchadnezzar and say, they opened up their mouths and they declared the God that we serve is the God that is able. It's not just good enough for you to believe it here. You're going to need to start declaring what you believe here. What comes out of your mouth matters. What you declare matters. What you confess matters. With your mouth, you have the power to bless or to curse. In your mouth, you have the power of life and the power of death. Anybody here right now? With this mouth, Pastor Sam, does it really matter what comes out of your mouth? Absolutely. If you say, Pastor Sam, it doesn't matter. Really? Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you believe in your heart and 
confess with your mouth. First John chapter 1 verse 9 says confession leads to forgiveness and repentance. The words that come out of your mouth matter. For the love of God, stop cursing your destiny and stop cursing the people around you. Stop cursing your atmosphere. Would you stop giving the devil credit? Some people should be working for the marketing department from the pit of hell because they do more to market hell than they do lifting up the name of Jesus and worshiping heaven. All they do is talk about their problems and talk about their hell and talk about the trauma. No, when you stop saying this is what the devil is doing, open up your mouth and stop cursing the loved ones. Stop telling the people around you, you're going to go to hell. No, look at the people. But Pastor Sam, they're drug addicts. They're alcoholic. They're addicted to porn. You don't know about them. It doesn't matter. Prophesy. Look, look at them. And instead of saying, you're going to go to hell, look at them and say, hey, I'm going I'm to say it. You're about to be radically saved by the power of Jesus. Open up your mouth and bless them. God's about to show up in your life and turn you around. Matter of fact, every chain on you is about to come off you in the mighty name of Jesus. Why do you know? Because the God that I serve is the God that is. Somebody prays like you know that he's able. Does anybody here know that he's able? Not how many think or how many feel. How many know that God is able? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego looked at Nebuchadnezzar and said, the God that we serve is the God that is able. I'm here to tell you the God that we serve is the God that is able. Don't just believe it in your heart. Say it with your mouth. Say it with your actions. Say it with your posting. Say it with your prayer. Say it with your praise. Say it with your worship. Say it with your living and your giving and forgiving. Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus because it is the power of God unto salvation. I cannot be silent. I'm going to get in trouble now, but I'm going to say it. We don't need these people vociferously in front of Nebuchadnezzar. In, in spite of the fact that they could easily lose their lives, we're not ashamed to open up their mouths and proclaim what they believe. There is no such thing as you telling me I am the kind of Christian that comes to church on Sunday and I keep my faith near and dear. And the world shouldn't know it because it's a private thing. Because people shouldn't know that I'm a believer. Well, I got news for you. They need to know. No, why would you be ashamed of the greatest thing in the universe? You need to open up your mouth and declare everyone else is telling us what they believe in. Do, do, do you think they care? Like everybody, we, everybody. I believe in a unicorn that became a donkey that became a monk. And that donkey that's a unicorn is now flying around and it's eating skin. And that it's flying. And I'm going to say, I believe it. And that's my, and everybody's not ashamed to wear shirts, have a flag, go out there and just march with what they believe. And that's right. They have their right. But in the meantime, we as Christians, we can't be doing, all we got to do is keep it for Sunday because my faith is private. Man, what are you kidding? kidding me the world is dark you have the light go out there and turn on the light and let the light push back on it does anybody here know that God is able somebody say God is able God is able I'm gonna land this but I'm gonna tell you what God is able. these are these are verses with that identical phrase same identical phrase from Daniel chapter 3 God is able to keep you from falling Jude 1 24 which means what past said what but I felt nah you didn't land baby you didn't hit the ground 
you may have fallen, but the one that preserved you from breaking into pieces is the one who rescued you in the last moment. He is able to keep you from falling. He is able to keep you from hitting the ground and breaking into pieces where you are beyond repair. So even when you fall back, there's a difference between falling and hitting the ground. I'm about to fall. You all better catch me. You drop me, your God will not be able to be able to save y'all. You ready? Come here. I'm going to fall. This is what he's saying. The Bible never says that you'll never go back. The Bible, there's a difference. When, you, when you're not with Jesus, you fall and you hit the ground. George, you're going to illustrate that, okay? You're going to illustrate... So all I want you to do is fall straight. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. No, that's the unbeliever. The unbeliever will fall and there's nothing there to rescue them. This is not about you being perfect and you walking around going, "I'm, I'm a Christian. I don't do anything wrong. I never mess up. I never have weaknesses. No, it just means that when you fall, you ready? When you fall, when life pushes you back, when your own nonsense and stupidity pushes you back, you don't... Is what God does. So if you're perfect, that's not for you. But if you live that on more than one occasion and you're in this place, then you know that God is able to keep you from being broken into pieces because the God you serve is able to keep you from falling. But not only that, the Bible says that he's able, Romans 4.21, to fulfill his promise. Nah, y'all, God is able to fulfill his promise. If you got some unfulfilled promises that you know he will fulfill, raise one hand. If you know they're going to come to pass because he doesn't lie, raise both hands. If you still believe 2 Corinthians 1.20 that all of God's promises are yesterday, amen, in Christ Jesus, lift up both hands and a foot. And if you believe Hebrews 10.23 that God is faithful to keep his promise, lift up both hands and both feet. You need to believe with me for the promise, no matter how big it is, that God is able to fulfill his promise. I need you to get ready to occupy God's promises. Not occupy more problems, but occupy God's promises. And then the final one is Ephesians 3.20. May be my favorite one. God is able to do. God is able to do exceedingly. You don't know what that means. I'm going to explain this to you. How many here have prayed for something this year that you know that what you prayed for is in alignment with God's word? Raise one hand. So you know that it's not contrary to God. All right, keep that hand up. How many prayed, and when you prayed, you prayed by faith? So you prayed believing that what you prayed for will come to pass? Raise both hands. All right, okay, okay. How many prayed, I'm giving you the rubric of biblically substantiated prayer. How many prayed in the name of Jesus? Raise both hands and a foot. All right, I'm going to ask questions. Don't get offended with me. How many prayed in the English vernacular? Spanish. Slavic, Ukrainian, Russian. How many prayed in tongues? How many prayed in Mandarin or Cantonese? Italian. Okay. So you, you prayed according to God's word. You prayed in the name of Jesus. You prayed expecting. If you did that this year, all hands, all feet up. Okay. I want to let you know. According to his promise, I want, I want to let you know that what you prayed for, what you said, 
will not come to pass. Are there any questions? Whatever you prayed for, you're not going to see it. You're going to see exceedingly, abundantly, above all. Somebody here should... I don't know if you get that. The God that we serve is not the God that just answers what you prayed for. The Bible says he will do more than anything you have ever prayed for or imagined or ever laid out before him. You, do you know what this means? If you pray for one of your family members to get saved, get ready to see all of your family get saved. If you pray for partial healing, you're about to get everything healed by the healing virtue of Jesus. If you believe it, lift up your hands and declare after me, God is able to do exceedingly above and beyond anything that comes out of my mouth, that goes through my mind. Everything I've prayed for, I'm about to see by the grace of God above and beyond. I heard those two words in the spirit. You're going to high five three people if you come in agreement and you're going to tell them, get ready for above and beyond. Tell them right now. Above and beyond. I dare you to look at your neighbor and say, God is able. Look at your family and say, God is able. Look at your future and declare, God is able. Look at your children and your children's children and declare, God is able. Somebody look at your health and say, God is able. Look at your integrity and say, God is able. Look at your generational mess and declare, God is able. With your hands raised. With your hands raised, right there where you're at. If you believe God is able to save an entire generation. No, if you really believe God is able to save an entire generation. Shout, God is able. If you believe God is able to turn everything around in your favor, say, God is able. If you believe that God is able to free you from depression, anxiety, fear, addiction, sin, the past, shame, condemnation, drama, drama, shout God is able. If you believe God is able to do it in such a way that before this year is over, no one will recognize you because the glory of God's about to fill your life in such a way that you're about to go from glory into glory. If you believe it, shall God is able. If you believe the crazy dream that God placed in you will come to pass. If you believe that crazy dream and that crazy prayer will come to pass, shout God is able. If you believe God is able to make Sacramento a city where entire families get saved and the majority of people serve Jesus, shout God is able. Lift up your hands. If you serve the God that is able like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that he's able to save, that he's able to deliver, that he's able to save, set people free, that he's able to, that he's able to, to break every vestige of darkness. If you believe that God is able to provide and promote and protect, if you believe God is able to fill families and homes, communities with his glory. If you really believe he is able, say, God is able. God is able. Now look up here with your hands raised. 
if you believe the God we serve is able to take you, to fill you with his spirit, and to use you to show off his glory to a broken world. If you believe that you are about to shine for him, that everywhere you go, darkness will flee. You're not understanding what I'm saying. If you believe the glory of God will be so magnificently strong that everywhere you go, you become a provocateur. You provoke devils, demons, legions, and principalities to shrivel up and flee. If you believe it, lift up your hands. So help me, God. I know some of my non-charismatic followers, and I have them, are going to hate this. We have a lot of, so I'm going to say what happened. Pastor Ava is here. God is my witness. As a former agnostic, as a math and science guy, I lived this in the past few months. Never before in my life have I seen this. So help me. I began to pray radically that prayer. For God, wherever I go, I just want devils and demons to flee. I just, God, show, I want your glory. God, I just don't want you to use me when I preach and I speak or I do television or whatever. I, I, wherever I go, even where people don't know me, I want your glory. Even without my, I want my glory. And, 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 and then, then I make silly prayers, Pastor Jeff. Like, God, I, I want to see it in my eyes. God is my witness. I fear the Lord. I fear the Holy Spirit. Not one iota embellished or exaggerated or made up. I go to a Starbucks in Pennsylvania next to my parents where I, where I have a home there. And I go there and I, I go there to do my sermon notes and do my emails, my texts. I walk in there. I walk to the door. There's a girl in the corner, about 20-something years old. The moment I walked in, this is her facial expression. It's kind of comedic, but it was weird. This is her face. She looked at me come in, and she went. So I'm thinking automatically that it's not me. I'm thinking she may be joking around with a friend. Somebody's behind me. And then I'm, I'm like self-conscious. I'm thinking, like, do I have something in my nose? Do I have, like, like. And then I'm thinking, oh, I wore my Jesus shirt. I have a shirt with it. And it wasn't. I didn't even have a cross. It was just, I had a Yankee hat. And she's like, and I'm looking around like, this can't be real. So I took my, I got my almond milk latte, and I sat over here. I'm on my notes. And that girl staring me down like, and I'm going like, oh, the blood of Jesus. But disturbed, perturbed. And God, God, God's telling me, watch, you're, you're, you're shifting something here. You provoke something here. You're shifting the atmosphere here. And I go like, so part, Sam Rodriguez, the analysis, the, 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 the Thomas, Sam Rodriguez, the analytical linear sequential math guy, went like, nah, this can't be legit. This can't be real. I go to another place. Somebody I've never met before looked at me and went like, oh. I'm going, it can't be my breath. Because I'm self-conscious. I make sure I get like drink coffee, but I do mints and all that. I know to brush my teeth a bunch of times a day, really hygiene. Really, so no, I'm with my wife last week. She witnessed. We're passing by an apple store. An apple store. I'm not even going in. Right through the window, right in the corner. Am I right or wrong? This girl just sees me walking outside. 
full disclosure, there were people like, I, you know, because what we do on television and all that. Is, so there were people that recognized this all through where we were at. But I'm walking through the Apple window and they were saying, well, we love your preaching. Well, you got that. So I'm walking to the Apple store. This girl looks at me and goes. And I'm thinking like, and God said, everything's changing. The things that were hidden are not being exposed. Y'all, I feel the Lord. There were demons that were hiding for years and decades. And now we're living in such a time. It's the bottom of the ninth inning, baby. We're living in the last days. There are devils and demons that were hiding in the closets that are now coming out. There are things that were hiding that are now coming out. But when you're full of the glory of God, God is able to fill you with his glory in such a way that every devil, demon, legion, lie from the pit of hell will be exposed. Somebody shout like you're about to shine and make If you believe that God is able to shine through you and provoke every bit of darkness around you to flee, lift up your hands. If you really do, if you believe it's not hype or religious ludicrousy, but if you really believe that God can be in your life in such a way that every lie of the enemy has to just respond and take a back step because God is there, lift up your hands high. I'm going to pray for an anointing right now upon your life. In the name of Jesus, over every single person here with their hands lifted high. Every single person here who believes that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, that God is able to save, deliver, heal, baptize, transform, catapult, provide, promote, and protect. That God is able, 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 able. Lord, I release this word. You are the God of the impossible. And we declare that the God of the impossible is in this place. Lord, right now, I pray for a fresh infusion of your Holy Spirit in each and every person here. That courage that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego exhibited to vociferously declare that what they believe trumps their circumstance. Lord, fill everybody here with supernatural faith. The faith of Jesus and the faith in Jesus. Lord, we believe, we believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. We believe in his precious Holy Spirit that fills each of our respective lives. We believe in the anointing that destroys all yokes, all bondages. We believe in the blood of Christ that speaks on our behalf. We believe in the word of God that never fails. We believe that God is able. One more time. If you believe that God is able to do more than anything you've ever prayed for or imagined, even what you prophesied, if you believe God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all, then I want you to give him the final shout of praise of this Sunday service. Somebody praise like God is able. Somebody shout like God is able. Lift up your hands, lift up your voice. Tell the enemy to get off your back. You're about to occupy all of God's promises because the God If you believe it, stand with me. You are standing. Can you high-five two people around you? Tell them, my God is able. Tell somebody else, my God is able. 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 
My God is able. My God is able. My God is able. My God is able. I feel a breakthrough, Sacramento. My God is able. My God is able. My God is able. wrapping up I don't care what it is if you have a, if you fight whatever it may be it could be mental emotional depression anxiety or it could be issues heart issues diabetes muscular issues bone issues whatever it may be I don't care what it is if you or someone in your inner family and your closest family are struggling with an infirmity a sickness a disease a malignancy whatever it may be raise your hand it is one 35 on a Sunday afternoon in California. Mark this day down, this moment down. You are the healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. Ha. Ooh. First Peter 2:24. By the stripes of Jesus, not we will one day be healed. We are already healed. So I speak at 1.36 p.m. Today, that infirmity, that sickness, that malignancy, right now comes to an end, right here, right now, forevermore. You are the God that is able. So we release healing in every single body in this place. If you agree with me, in the name of Jesus, shout amen. o'clock for whatever reason but it's happening right now you need a you need a you need a financial breakthrough you need a financial breakthrough like you've never needed it before you need God to show up financially you have a dream you need to come you need that debt to come to an end you want God to turn it around you want to be debt free not for the purpose of you becoming like bougie braggadocious but for the purpose of you becoming a blessing to everyone you know and for you to walk with a testimony instead of a financial limp if you need that breakthrough lift up your hands right now financial financial heavenly father you are the god of more than enough we just read it you are god that is able to provide all of our needs philippians 419 according to your riches and charring glory second corinthians 9 8 pastor armando cross reference you say you promise you will generously provide everything we need enough for we have leftovers to share with others so lord right now in the name of jesus right now 1 37 p.m this is the moment of the financial breakthrough. You will provide every financial need so every calling and every mantle and every dream can be fulfilled and come to pass. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare that right now by the authority of heaven. Matter of fact, Lord of the harvest, release it. An unprecedented, unbridled, unparalleled harvest. Everyone who has been sowing, let them reap before the year is over. Let them step into 2024 with a harvest like they never had before. In the matter of fact, let me declare prophetically, everyone with their hands up, they're going to ask for help. Not help because they lack help because they need people to help them carry the blessings that are coming their way. If you believe it, shout amen.
gonna conclude with this and I'll let you go. I sense why this is this service. I have no idea. Only God knows. I heard something in the spirit, and I say that with fear and trembling. I heard the phrase once and for all. Let me explain. God has the, the power to free you from an, a proclivity, an inclination, an addiction, a desire once and for all. He has the power to do that. It's, we're going to conclude here at 139 with this. If you believe God is able to free you from, you know what I'm talking about, from that, that thing that makes you look the other way, that thing that brings conviction into your life, that, that thing which, which, which makes you feel dirty even though he already washed you, and, and, and you, that thing that makes you feel less than you've been struggling with it, if you believe that God is able to free you once and for all from that. See, you're saved, but you're still struggling with certain stuff. You could be saved and struggle, baby. Don't, I, I, don't do away with the religious hype that once you're saved, you no longer fight with anything. What are you talking about? What? No, you're saved. Even, even Paul says that he had this thorn in his flesh that he had to fight against. So you're not better than Paul. I'm not better than Paul. But the great news is, let the weak say, I am strong. The great news is that his grace is sufficient for us. So if you believe today can bring an end to that struggle, whatever it may be, you know what it is, lift up your hand. Whatever you're struggling with. We listed them. It could be depression, anxiety, fear, shame, trauma from the past. It could be an addiction to alcoholism, to porn, to drugs. It could be anger. You're struggling with an anger issue. Whatever it may be, I sense the Lord right here, right now. Can you do me a favor, just a reason for this? Lift them up a little bit higher. The reason is like Moses lifting up the hands. God fights for us. Watch this. Just Heavenly Father, right now in this auditorium, we serve the God that is able, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The fourth man in the furnace is here right now. His name is Jesus. And Lord, right now, you are able to give us victory over every temptation, over every sinful inclination, over every weakness. We are your children. We do not make it a habit of sinning. 1 John 5, 18, we struggle with sin, but we are not sinners in perpetuity. Lord, we fight off the sin and you protect us accordingly. So right now, we speak that word. The fact that you'll bring it to closure right here. Never again will that addiction hold us back. Never again will that sin hold us back. Right now, we declare the blood of Jesus washes us of all of our sins. And the Holy Spirit gives us the power over every temptation, over every inclination of the flesh. From this moment on, we will not be led by the flesh. We will live a life led by the Holy Spirit of God. If you believe what you just prayed, no joke. Give him the best clap offering you've given him all day.